Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Two seconds. He'll get a shot off on the way. Got it! Finds one and there's your game winner. On the move, on the way. Tucker will score. Sean Tucker with a touchdown. Gillen. Got it! Derek, you win! Are you serious? Five down. One to go. Syracuse is playing for the national title. It's too long, and Syracuse is your national champion. Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? Who's out? What's up, Syracuse fans? It's Mike McAllister from AllSyracuse.com, part of the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Network, with episode 85 of the Believe in Syracuse podcast. Presented by Bet Online and Purple Banana. In this episode, our Josh Crawford spoke with Mark Hayes of Orange United to talk about Syracuse and their NIL collective opportunities. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Josh Crawford, SI Fed Nation, here with the general manager of Orange United, Mr. Marquez. You doing okay today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on and spending some time with me. So, you know, obviously, NIL has kind of been a perpetually hot topic um, around Syracuse and in the college sports space in general. How did Orange United come to fruition? So Jason Belzer, the CEO of Sunil and John Wildhack, the AD at Syracuse, got together, um, determined the needs that Syracuse had, and they saw that Sunil and Orange United would be the best fit based on the model that we had created. You talk about uh, those needs in the NIL space. Uh, what uh, particular needs does Syracuse have in the NIL space? And uh, do you believe that we have lagged that Syracuse has lagged behind in the NIL space? Well, Syracuse did a wait and see approach the whole NIL process based off of how new it was, how volatile it was, and really kind of wanted to get the landscape down before they really committed to, to moving forward with it. So um, are we behind? Yes, but um, there is a, there's a period where we can catch up really quickly. And I think with the plans that we put in place, it's going to allow us to, to get there quicker and be able to compete, compete and be competitive the way we need to be. NIA organizations obviously are, you know, newer organizations coming to fruition. Um, researching you, knowing the extensive experience you had with the Syracuse Crunch, what qualifies somebody to lead NIL experience, NIL collective, and what type of previous experience have you had that uh, makes you uh, somebody that can, takes this over organization over the top? Well, I'm also alumni of Syracuse University, too. So having a knowledge of athletics, having been involved with it while I was in school, and then just having a knowledge of the community is going to allow me to have the ability to connect with business leaders, alumni, um, just the people that we need to touch base with and get involved to, to make this thing successful. So um, I think just having good communication skills, having a knowledge of the community and the fan base is going to allow us to, to get where we need to be much quicker. Mm. 
So with you is it the you being the head of the NIF like the Orange United, what does your organization get uh, out of, you know, doing these deals with players? Yeah, I, I can I can answer that question in this regard. So um with Sunil and Orange United, we're gonna give sorry. Uh being able to work with the athletes to educate them and to empower them to create personal brands that they can take with them once they're done playing or onto the next level is going to be the biggest thing that we want to provide to the, the student athletes. The other thing with NIL, it's going to allow some of these student athletes to stay in school, to be able to earn their degree, become ambassadors for the university and, and develop. So they don't have that, <clears throat> that pressure to turn pro or, or leave school early. Um, this allow them the security and the safety to be able to build this brand that well, hopefully they'll take on to to future endeavors. Mm, kind of perfect leads into my next one. What kind of um, obligation does does Orange United have to you know the, the guys the, the athletes that you do deals with once they're not officially associated with a SU? Well, we hope that we'll continue those relationships and be able to steward them uh, into mentorship roles with the current student athletes. Right now, we're in the middle of a match campaign um, to help support and empower the student athletes. So um, maintaining those connections and showing the value that we can bring and the enrichment that we can bring to these student athletes' lives will just show that <clears throat> we did our job and um, through the alumni support, will help us be able to maintain and be sustainable through years to come. So, you know, obviously, you know, speaking about the deals that you, the partnerships that you form with athletes, you know, everybody like guys like Gary Schrader, Judah Mintz are going to be the top of the line guys. And even men's basketball and football in general are going to be your for-profit sports. But what type of plans does Orange United have for uh, the non-profit sports uh, for SU Athletics? Well, I want to make it a, a big focus to highlight all of our student athletes. Um, we have a lot of Q's fans across the nation and all over the world that yes, football and basketball are, are the bread and butter, but we have former student athletes that were track stars. You can support the track team. You can support cross country. We have a men's soccer team that won the national championship. We should be featuring those. We should be um, showcasing them in the community as well. So my main thing is, especially even with uh, women's sports, to empower them, to get them involved with um, the athletes in our community and abroad and show that <clears throat> this is for everybody. It's not just football and basketball, um, although they do command a lot of the attention, the NL space. It's for everybody. Mm. So we talked we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, you uh, and some of the administration issue, identifying some of the needs in the NIL space. If you can, could you speak about some of those needs and goals that uh, y'all have kind of formulated in terms of where y'all want the NIL space for as you look like the next year, next couple of years? Yeah, so we have internally with Syracuse Athletics and coaches have identified goals of, of where we think we, we need to be um, as an NIL collective uh, and a partner to the university. So um, with that being said, between... Um, our three-prong model, which is um, donations, which we know is the most unsustainable. Um, it's hard to ask alumni to give every year, um, especially in the current economic climate. But we also have brand deals that you can work on, pairing athletes to companies to to do their, their advertising or, or leverage them for internships or any other opportunity 
Um, but this, the last one is through the membership model, which is for everybody. So whether you want to give $10.99 a month or $25.99 and, and up, this will allow you as even the casual fan to support your favorite team um, or athlete um, in a less intrusive way and, and more sustainably for the, the athletic program. Want to eat healthy like Syracuse football players? Then you want Purple Banana. Located on Marshall Street next to Varsity Pizza, Purple Banana is known for its acai bowls, but offers many more bases than just acai with over 25 toppings to choose from. They also offer smoothies, cold-pressed juices, oatmeal, and salad. Everything is made from fresh ingredients daily and is colorful, healthy, and delicious. The vast majority of the shop is gluten-free, vegan, and dairy-free with options for all health-specific needs. Purple Banana is your go-to shop for healthy, delicious options that will have you feeling like a Syracuse Orange athlete. Visit purplebanana315.com or purplebanana315 on Instagram for more. From now until the end of football season, participate in the Smoothie Showdown at Purple Banana to support Syracuse players and their charities. Caleb Okachuku, Justin Barron, and Marla Wax have each created a signature smoothie. One dollar from the purchase of each of their signature smoothies will go to the charity of the player's choice. The athlete who sells the most smoothies will earn an extra $1,000 for his charity, with an extra $200 going to the other player's charities as well. Nah, like I said, doing some of the research, I, I did see there was a, a, a wide variety in terms of the, the different membership levels that y'all have. So that's something that even, you know, looking at different Power 5 programs are more well-established in IF programs. I, that is something that I think y'all are doing a really good job of. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, at this, at the end of the day too, fans want to see a return on their investment and providing access, uh, exclusive content, raffles, ability to get um, uh, passes to meet and greets with your favorite student athletes. It's, it's going to allow them for a stronger connection. And also um, it's going to be a partnership and a membership that you're not going to want to cancel. Okay. For me, we talked like we talked a little bit about some of the uh, just some of the challenges in the NIL space with it being so new. What uh what challenges and benefits does you know NIL being such a new concept provide for y'all? And then also you know upstate New York is not a super populous or known area outside of the, the the region. So what type of challenges and benefits does being in this particular location? What kind of challenges and benefits are there for uh, your lo- your organization? So I think the the main the main challenge is the education. I think NIL has gotten um, a lot of bad press based off of certain schools and, and the abilities and just the way kind of student athletes have been kind of featured. Uh, the Caleb Williams is of the world. I mean, that's when people think of NIL, they think of, of people like that, but it's, <clears throat> I don't want to phrase this. Um, it's not across the board um, for all these student athletes to be, to be uh, earning that. I'm going to say it at that level. They're yes. earning potential. Um, so fans, this is, this is a new, this is a new wrinkle in the whole landscape of college athletics. And a lot of people think that it should, should be amateur, but these students, just like any other student, should be able to um, build a brand and, and leverage their, their likeness to, to be able to feed themselves by their books. I mean, yes, they have scholarships, but those only go a long way. Um, a lot of, a lot of student athletes can't even afford to, to eat most days. So 
not saying that's happening here at Syracuse, but we want to make sure that all of the student athletes are, are well taken care of and can develop. Um, Syracuse in general has a strong alumni base um, between Newhouse, Maxwell, even the Falk School for Sport Management. Syracuse University is not just upstate New York. It is New York's team, and it has proven that. And I would even go to further to say all of the Northeast. So um, just the reach that Syracuse has all over the country and all over the world is going to give us the ability to to be successful and um, right off the bat be able to pinpoint and leverage those alumni and, and ambassadors that we have to to make this what we want it to be in a positive light. Mm. Uh, hey, as a former uh, student athlete myself at FCS level, I can wholeheartedly agree with that testament, especially even like I just graduated from my undergrad two years ago and seeing the change in the space and the resources um, that you, uh, you know, guys like you are providing for athletes, um, you know, altruistically without it being a, a self-serving kind of entity. Like I, I appreciate that. And I do think it's we could use a, a, a bit of reframing for it. And honestly, like they just speaking transparently, I'm I am impressed with kind of the the transparency that you're sharing with me, but also the plans that you kind of have outside of just the guys, like those pure partnerships. And I want to talk a little bit about that. We touched on it a little bit, but uh, what kind of like plans, like set it plans and goals do you have for uh, the partnerships outside of the uh, athletic, the, the non-athletic skill development type of uh, situations? So <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of plans in place. I think there's a lot of things that need to get done before we can really, dive really deep in them. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this match campaign, um, we are um, contracting uh, various student athletes to help us bring money into the collective where we can get them into the community. So <clears throat> we've had women's basketball signing on the quad before football games. We actually have men's and women's lacrosse signing autographs prior to the uh, Boston College game on November 3rd. Uh, we want to leverage partners to be able to, as I said before, provide uh, opportunities for our student athletes to grow, whether it be through an internship or a job opportunity, or for them to build a um, a catalog um, that they can use showing that they worked with X brand to do a billboard or a speaking engagement or did a meet and greet where fans can interact with these brands, but also the popularity of, of athletes in general has been proven and the data shows that the, the activations and the participations grow just from being associated with an athlete and with the popularity of Syracuse university in this area, uh, it can only help to, to showcase local businesses that might not have been able to have been, been featured or, or show the the offerings that they have um, to the local community as well. This is a couple more for me. It's probably a step back in terms of some more macro ones from mm -hmm. somebody with your very unique perspective. How has NIL impacted the way that college sports operates? And do you think it's a sustainable model? So I think it's only sustainable if you have the right model uh, when partnering with, with an NIL collective. So as I mentioned with us before, it's not just banking on the donations and the support of the alumni. It's really the three-prong model with also the, the brand activations and the memberships are going to allow that sustainability because there's going to be fatigue. I mean, 
you, you've seen with other schools, especially SEC schools, with the popularity of how football is. I mean, Syracuse is a, is a basketball school. It is turned into a basketball school, and we have a great, rich history for football. Uh, we just need to get it back to where, where it needs to be, in my mind anyway. I mean, I grew up here watching – Rob Conrad and Don McNabb, we were always going 10 and three. We're at big bowls. And, and right now, <clears throat> because the landscape has changed and how competitive it is across the board, there needs to be some additional support for, for some of these teams like, like football. Hmm. Um, and last one for me, in terms of like, like we you know spoke about before, there's a lot of uh, mystery, you know, lack of clarity from people in the community, in the SU athletic space about, NIL, we about different partnerships that have fallen through. So is there anything that you want to say to the community to get across in terms of providing some clarity about what you and your organization is doing in the NIL space? Well, right now it's the education process. And it's really across the board. I've made myself available to everybody in the athletics office, um, providing them with, with information uh, regardless of who they are. I think everybody, this is going to be, um, a process where everyone has to be pushing the right direction for us to to all meet our goals and and help enrich the lives of the student athletes as well. Um, whether it's communications development, uh, even speaking with the um, the SIDs, just making sure that everybody knows what we're doing, communicating with them where we're going to be, how it's being done, um, and then even talking to fans on the quad. So I we have a a booth uh, at the Toyota fan zone. Um, and I answer questions candidly and openly as, as, as deeply as I can. Uh, and it's, and I'll never try and change anyone's mind, but at the end of the day, this is the new landscape. And I know there's some passionate fans that to feel differently about it, but I'll, I'll answer any questions and help educate the, the local community the best I can to show them the value in this. And, uh, something that we need to be doing. Man, Mr. Mark, again, thank you. That was that was a super transparent thing for me. And honestly, I can speak to say that I'm impressed with um the way that you handled yourself and the, like I said, the candidness that you spoke with me about a situation that or just a um a topic that a lot of people have questions about. So I feel more informed going forward. I know that the, the readers audience will feel uh, more informed going forward. So again I just I appreciate your time. I- That'll do it for episode 85 of the Believe in Syracuse podcast. For Josh Crawford, I'm Mike McAllister, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.